You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alarm clocks. Either the most annoying or the most exciting sound a person can hear in the morning. To some people, it can represent another opportunity to seize the day and take one step forward towards a greater purpose. And for others, it can represent yet another day trapped in an endless loop. And so with only 24 hours in a day, how would you spend yours? Well, on the 2nd of February every year, the residents of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania decide to spend their day worshiping the hottest celebrity to ever come out of their hometown, or home borough, I guess. And that's because this day isn't just any other day. This is the day that the fate of the entire human race hangs in the balance. The day where a mystical deity decides whether the species will be greeted with the warm, welcoming embrace of spring or be forced to suffer six weeks of dark, cold despair. This day is Groundhog Day. Ah, ah, he said it! He said it! That's right, woodchuck chuckers. And through the fickle finger of fate, this odd D-list holiday would somehow inspire one of the most beloved Capra-esque romantic sci-fi redemption stories of all time. Released in February of 1993, the film follows TV weatherman Phil Connors as he bitterly makes his yearly pilgrimage to Punxsutawney, PA, to cover, as Phil puts it, a large squirrel predicting the weather. But this is no average Groundhog Day. Phil becomes trapped in time, forced to repeat the same day over and over with no explanation. And it's how Phil both exploits and learns from his mysterious gift of time that has captured the imagination and hearts of millions of movie fans for decades. Nearly 25 years after its premiere, this never-ending story would find itself repeating again eight times a week at the August Wilson Theater on Broadway in the aptly titled Groundhog Day, the Musical. Following a character who's doomed to live the same day over and over could easily be written off as just another funny gimmick. A one-joke show destined to get old after the first three loops. So how does this musical take this shtick and use it to fuel the dramatic journey of this pessimistic weatherman? And how is it that everything can change while not changing at all? I'm Brendan from Wait in the Wings. And I'm Mark from Broadway by Ghostlight. And this show calls for a double take.
Groundhog Day was the brainchild of Danny Rubin. After selling his first screenplay and moving to Los Angeles, the first thing Danny wrote was Groundhog Day. The idea clicked for Rubin one day after attempting to read an Anne Rice vampire novel. He began to think about immortality and whether someone would evolve and grow over infinite time or fundamentally remain the same forever. He coupled that concept with the idea of a man repeating the same day over and over, an idea he'd always loved but felt had no heart. But once paired with the angle of immortality and its consequences, mwah. The time loop has been used in everything from Doctor Who to Doctor Strange. One of the earliest examples comes from the 1965 Japanese novel The Girl Who Leapt Through Time which follows a high school girl who accidentally acquires the ability to time travel and has to relive the same day over and over again. You know, a classic coming of age story. Though the time loop concept is firmly rooted in science fiction, it holds the power to interact with different genres, such as action, horror, and in this case, comedy. The reason being, it's a pretty effective plot device. While the conditions are going to be universally the same when dealing with this type of story, the internal conflict of the protagonists and the role it plays in their transformation is what differentiates them. Meet Phil. Phil is what's called a textbook narcissist, an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, and a total lack of empathy for others. Check, check, and double check. When the audience is introduced to Phil, he's on a large television screen, literally as two-dimensional as possible. After his director asks him to film his Groundhog Day promo one more time, he utters his all-important first line. One word. Really? This six-letter word effectively sets the tone for who Phil Connors is. It's packed with sarcasm and condescension. When it comes time for his first song, he doubles down on these traits and they get dialed up to 11. After that, Phil's personality clashes with every encounter he has with one of the town folks. From the host of the bed and breakfast, to an old friend trying to sell life insurance, to a homeless man asking for change. Each meeting is brisk and superficial, owing to the fact that these people don't matter to Phil. In his mind, the only person worthy of Phil Connors attention is Phil Connors. The story is written so all the characters that Phil runs into only interact with him and aren't granted the opportunity to showcase who they really are. But all of that changes when the story introduces Phil's producer, Rita Hansen. Rita Hansen is the opposite of Phil Connors. For Rita, every day is full of new opportunities and choices. She's confident and truly knows her self-worth, something not even a raging misogynist like Phil Connors can diminish no matter how many times he tries, and he tries an awful amount of times. Being the thoughtful, introspective person she is, Rita keeps a diary. February 2nd, first remote broadcast, GHD in Punks, PA. Her entry reads on this fateful day. She continues. Working with Phil Connors. They told me he'd be an asshole, and he is. The diary is a great plot device to give the audience not only a peek into the inner workings of this woman, but an artistic thermometer of sorts to measure both Rita and Phil's changing mindsets. 
After this, the stage revolves counterclockwise as the town folk all sing, Tomorrow there will be sun, but if not tomorrow, perhaps the day after. A sweet sentiment from the simple town folk, but for Phil, it soon becomes a sick taunt from the universe. This February 2nd is a gloomy day, and Phil will not see the sun for a very, very long time. Somehow, someway, Phil suddenly finds himself stuck in a time loop where every day is Groundhog Day in Puxitani. Groundhog Day had a disadvantage when transferring from film to the stage because repetition is a common device used in musical theater. When writing the music for the show, composer Tim Minchin stressed that in order for the audience to learn that this repetition shouldn't be happening, there needed to be dissonance in the score. This means that even though the harmonies needed to flow the same way, the style of each one needed to be different. Not only does this help demonstrate that what's happening isn't normal, it also helps highlight how Phil chooses to approach each day, and what effect the repetition is having on his mindset. After realizing that the day is inevitably going to reset once he goes to sleep, Phil decides to double down on his worst personality traits and relish in a life without consequence. The music reflects this delinquency. First, he rallies a truck with the local town drunks as he outraces the police in a rousing country number titled Nobody Cares. When he wakes up, the music becomes the funky philandering as he realizes that he's untouchable. Phil indulges in all his base desires. He steals millions of dollars, he punches people, flips off a homeless man, and takes advantage of countless women and one man apparently. Phil does indeed see opportunity in his predicament, but instead of chances to evolve, he sees only opportunities to sharpen his hunting knife. It just seems like it's ingrained in his DNA to constantly make the worst choices possible. This is especially apparent during his dinner conversations with Rita. With each repetition, he tries desperately to learn Rita's favorite drink, takes her on romantic walks, and tries to show that he's fun in the best way possible by pelting kids with snowballs. And yet, no matter how many chances he gets or how hard he tries to make the night perfect, he always messes it up. Every repetition ends in failure because his heart isn't in the right place. At first, he laughs at the fact that her degree is in 18th century French poetry. But then, on the next cycle, he comes back and tries to win her over by speaking that language, only to ruin it by making a crude comment. On the first go-around, Phil seems somewhat genuine in his attempts to court Rita, but as each cycle passes, he becomes more desperate and his actions become rushed until he ultimately tries to force himself on her. Instead of using each repetition to genuinely learn more about her, he instead uses each cycle to try to further his agenda for his own personal gain. Everything becomes superficial and rushed. When Rita runs off for the last time, he still can't recognize how he messed up. Following this series of events, Phil unknowingly sneaks a peek at his own shadow for the first time, and he doesn't like what he sees. While the time loop was initially liberating, he's now realizing that it may actually be a curse. In the number one day, Phil realizes that it's not likely he's going to win over Rita because he's just not capable of being loved. 
In his mind, there's no point in trying to better himself because it's useless. This number demonstrates that Phil isn't just stuck in a literal cycle of time. He's also stuck in a cycle of bad decisions and is forced to constantly relive the consequences from each. Phil may think that he'll better himself someday, but it's not likely that that day will be coming anytime soon. Phil eventually sees only one way forward, the ultimate out. He decides to embrace the darkness before shooting the groundhog and himself. A bleak end to any other story, but Phil of course immediately awakens back in his tiny bed on February 2nd. Not even death can bring an end to the infinite loop, but Phil is determined to never give up with the song titled Hope. The whole mood of the show changes with this number, it's deadly serious. A 90s Seattle style grunge rock anthem devoted to repeated suicide attempts. Phil has hit rock bottom, though for him there is no bottom, no end to the rabbit hole, Phil has no choice but to live. When the show started, Phil couldn't wait to get to the next better thing, and it didn't matter who he had to step on because no one mattered but him. He was on as high a horse as you can be, but the universe has, for some reason, decided to take Phil down a peg or two. There is no new next. There is only now. This place and these people are his whole universe. What originally felt like a blessing has now become a curse for Phil, as he plods through each monotonous, predictable day with no escape. He wakes up, he goes to the ceremony, he goes to the diner, he comes home. Rinse and repeat. But soon, one little shift happens that drastically alters his timeline and his perspective in many ways. For the first time, he genuinely confides in someone other than himself when he proves to Rita that he's living the same day over and over again. Every musical number up to this point involving Phil has been him singing to himself, but in the song Everything About You, he finally sings to somebody else. He sings to Rita. He laments how every day is the same and how he knows everything that's going to happen, when it's going to happen, as well as every little fact about her. And yet, despite seeming to know everything, Phil still knows nothing. He's been so lost in the hopelessness that comes from his selfish actions that he's utterly resigned from taking advantage of the situation he finds himself in. Rita attempts to shift this dejected mindset in the number If I Had My Time Again. In this song, it's made clear that Phil reached rock bottom, but now he's trying to pick up the pieces and build himself back up as a better person. Just as Phil fears there is nothing new under the non-sun, Phil tries to explain his predicament, and to his astonishment, Rita entertains this crazy notion of a time loop fairly easily and decides to spend the day with Phil. She pontificates about time and subconsciously speaks to Phil on his level, referring to time as another entity, a force actually pushing and pulling humans at will. But Rita offers that if Phil can really do what he says he can do, it's a world of endless possibilities. She tells Phil it's exciting, every day a new morning to strive to be more. She says she'd paint, learn to dance, and punch a lot of men if she had her time again. Regrets, Rita says, I'd not even have a few. 
Phil begins to really reflect on how he's actually spent eternity so far. He truly begins to see that the depths of his shallowness are as endless as this day. But Phil finally does something he has never done before with Rita. He listens. Not to gain insight that will help him get her into bed, he really listens. And he starts to see the world in a new way. Maybe this isn't a curse at all, but the ultimate gift. Right then and there, Phil starts on the path to redemption. It's not a totally straight path, he stumbles of course along the way. Human decency can't be learned in a single day after all. This inner flip of a switch is monumental for Phil, and suddenly everything old is new again. He begins to see himself not as an omnipotent god or a tortured soul, but more of a superhero who can learn from each day's mistakes and simply fix everything on the next go-around. Instead of looking at the failures as pointless or like he's never going to change, he approaches the failures with a more mature mindset. Soon, instead of trying to take advantage of women, he's learning to play the piano and realizes that in order to make meaningful change, it's gonna take practice. But Phil's most selfless act revolves around a character that's glossed over in the beginning, the homeless man who asks him for change. Following his first piano lesson, Phil encounters the man laying on a bench in the icy cold night, dead. Soon, Phil's entire purpose surrounds saving the life of this man he has never met, a man who he originally looked down upon. With each piano lesson, Phil's confidence begins to grow, and he comes closer and closer to saving this man's life, but he still misses it each time. And yet he doesn't give up hope. He takes it one step at a time, learning and adapting with each repetition. In the meantime, the music brings back the jazz that was felt in the beginning of the show, but it's different this time around. It's not as chaotic or cynical, it's motivating, and shows that he has a spring back in his step as he continues his repetitions towards redemption. And yet, despite trying his hardest to be there when the homeless man needs him, he can never save his life. It's a somber reminder that he can't save everybody. But Phil still makes sure to be with him every time the clock tower bell tolls. In his selfless acts and trying to help others, it also starts to bring him closer to Rita for the reason that he's no longer seeing her as a trophy to be claimed, but rather as a human being. The energy that he's been placing entirely on himself is soon shared with Rita. And even though he's seen her every day of this endless loop, it's near the end that he truly sees her for the first time. Nothing has changed in terms of the circumstances he's found himself in. It's still the same 24 hours, in the same place, with the same people. Early on in the cycle, when he tells Rita he loves her, it's baseless, and the result is Rita responding accordingly, calling him ridiculous, and saying that no one can fall in love in 24 hours. But when he says it near the end of the show, it's got a different weight to it. It's genuine, it's honest. The music embraces a form of music that's not been heard in the show yet, Americana representing a peace and comfort in this new life he's created. Even though the show is only a little over two hours long, comments by the film's director have led people to the safe bet that Phil spends roughly 10 years trapped in the Groundhog Day loop. 
That's approximately 3,650 days of living through the exact same 24 hours. When looking at it from this perspective, the time loop serves as more than just a funny premise. It's a device that allows Phil the luxury of time to change his ways by being forced to relive one specific moment in time where the only thing to look forward to in the future is the same day, it means that Phil is the only thing capable of changing him for good. The time loop forces Phil to confront his shadows and alter his mindset for the better. Even though nothing is changing circumstantially, everything is changing for Phil. When Phil unknowingly started this road to redemption, he lamented about the tiny minds surrounding him. But he came to learn the only tiny mind was his own, trapping him in a single thought, himself. Once he chose to see the big picture, to look beyond his shallow, selfish desires, Phil finally learns to truly love someone other than himself. And he finally grasps that time is the one thing he can't control or manipulate. He has to live every day to the fullest because he never knows when it might be his last or only day. Alarm clocks. Either the most annoying or the most exciting sound a person can hear in the morning. To some people, it can represent another opportunity to seize the day and take one step forward towards a greater purpose. And for others, it can represent yet another day trapped in an endless loop. And so with only 24 hours in a day, how would you spend yours? And now, a very important announcement from Wait in the Wings. What's up, Run Crew? It's Brendan, and with the end of the Double Take series, I've got some really big news coming up. First of all, I want to thank everybody who collaborated with us on the Double Take. This was a very, very big challenge. And I remember when we started the series, I said, this is going to be the easy season, and we were wrong. But special thanks to all of the collaborators who helped us make this thing possible, especially with this episode, Mark from Broadway by Ghostlight. I would highly recommend that after this, you head on over to Mark's channel and check out the stuff that he's making. If you like talking about Broadway, but you don't want to talk about run-of-the-mill Broadway stuff, like the stuff that he's talking about is just off the wall and fun. So head on over there after you're done. Uh, this week's Patreon Supreme is Brent Black. I know from firsthand experience that Brent is an amazing person. <laughs> Brent is a great guy who has this really fun game called Use Your Words. And it's like Jackbox, but a lot more unpredictable and a lot more vulgar. So if you want something to play when you're drunk on a Friday night or a Tuesday, I don't know what your life is. <laughs> Be sure to check out his game using the link right over here. But as I was saying, with the end of the double take, that means that now we are full steam ahead into season three of WITW. So with season two of WITW, you know how it was focused on the mega musicals all leading up to Carrie? Well, with this upcoming season, we're gonna be jumping ahead and we're gonna be focusing on the Broadway Renaissance. 
and ending with the show i'm not gonna tell you that is a patreon exclusive so make sure you come check out the Patreon to see what all the shows are going to be for this upcoming season. And of course, a huge thank you to all of the subscribers for following us along on this journey. I can't wait to see what you think of season three. But until then, remember to live truthfully in those imaginary circumstances. And Chester sends his love. We'll see you for season three. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.